This podcast contains an English accent that most of our Irish listeners will find offensive. Also, there may be some colourful language that you're going to find less offensive. Now, over to Ryan and Leon. Enjoy the podcast. We're here, and aren't we just... This is the voice of... Ryan Duggins, uh, and to my left is Mr. Leon Dunn. Well, 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 and welcome you all to the first episode of the Poetry's Dead podcast. Are you excited, Leon? Because I am fucking excited. I tell you something, my hands are sweating. I'm that excited oh, yes, to get same. stuck in. You know, I am so excited. <laughs> we made we made them wait a week. Oh, we did. For the oh, we first made episode. Them. But after we recorded the intro, we haven't stopped talking about this and what we're going to be doing so you kind of have to hang the lore out a little bit you know play a little coy a little bit you know yeah and uh and, what, yeah, what keep leon the... really means is we've been telling our uh, individual spouses and family <laughs> members that they need to subscribe to our instagram page or you will be blocked i know you're listening <laughs> yeah. i know you're listening man whether you like it or not you have no choice oh, okay <laughs> there's nothing like the confidence you get from a supportive mother oh honestly the Irish mammy is just different grade, you yeah. know what I mean? The English one is also not, well, it's not as good. <laughs> I'll be your Mom, I don't mean that. You I'll know be your I Irish don't. mammy if you want. Don't worry, Ryan. Cheers, <laughs> pal. Well, uh, we're here. Um, thank you for joining us. So um, we're going to be just, you're with us for 25 minutes, half an hour. We're going to be talking all things poetry. We've got poems from the people that you know and the people that you love and um, we've got poems from people that you you don't know yet and poems that are that hopefully stick with you as well from mm. people that uh, will be part of your poetry exploration journey maybe as they say strangers just friends you haven't met yet they we're are. here to introduce you to these people yeah yeah, yeah. we're also going to um show you uh, how wide we can kind of stretch when it comes to using poetry to help things we had a nice <laughs> i don't know if it was if if this person thought that this question would be on the show <laughs> but, but we it asked is. we asked um our followers to send in um a problem that we could help with a poem and we got something that relates to a uh, a male sci and we're going to show you that poetry isn't just for everyone it's for everything poetry is like a flat seven up to the Irish people of just it can cure any ailment any ailment leprosy sore stomach blocked nose we don't know <laughs> what I can stretch occasion just really sore uh, urinating <laughs> <laughs> you've got an itch or a scratch we can scratch that itch with a bit of poetry you know a bit of culture yeah that's what all we're doing really we're scratching itches really if you want to bring it for full circle we couldn't possibly um, kick off the series um, without sharing two of our favourite poets, mm. why don't we start, Leon, with um, with you and who you'd like to talk about and kind of share a piece of his his craft? Yeah, so um, big influence of contemporary poetry, I suppose, um, is the great Charles Bukowski, and I've been a fan of his for many many years and read a couple of his books, a couple of his poetry collections and it's just phenomenal like this is his his story is just wild. It's mm. it's a man who worked in the post office 
I think he was in his late 40s still working in the post office and he was trying to get kind of poetry published and he was trying to get his poems out there and mm. constantly just kept getting faced in rejection kept constantly getting told that his poems were too depressing that he was no good that he wasn't uh, academic his enough cynicism is building up through the oh, years then obviously and he's obviously he battling with his own demons as well like throughout yeah. his whole life he had a hard like childhood and stuff like that like there's a book Ham on Rye I believe it's called and um, it's kind of like a almost biographical kind of dancing with fiction and kind of almost like gonzo journalism where you know uh, mm. Hunter S. Thompson kind of bending the truth a little bit kind of and he, he creates this fictional character but kind of bases it off himself off his own inspirations and the kind of difficult childhood he had but like mm. he had a kind of cynical yeah he became quite cynical and he was he battled with alcoholism and stuff like that and anyway he, he eventually gets a bit of success and yeah. he escapes the post office but he, he talks about the post office as, as the kind of the driving yeah. force for him to get out and to escape and his poetry kind of helped him escape from from the post office and from and from kind of that banality of everyday life working class everyday life and I, and I guess like where what what I get from from a lot of his work is it's 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 pungent it's really um violent against like the mundanity of mm. like what the working scene like the repetitive nature of like working class life i guess when he speaks I, all i hear is like life is shit and (laughs) as he is shit here's what you need to look out for like a lot of his work like the um the genius of the crowd is a good example of one of those where it's just a list of things that you've got to be vigilant of Mm. like the loud noises in the room the people that are the mediocre of the room and Mm. he just kind of i don't know like it's it's lights to shine to help you guide through a life that he's not that convinced he's that that great. <laughs> I think that yeah. like his his poetry stands out in the sense that even more prevalent now. Obviously, his his poetry is from a while ago, but like now with the rise of social media, and you have kind of this unreal platform where everything is brilliant and everything is rosy. He'd hate Instagram he'd, and he'd, he'd fucking, fucking hate, hate any of this like <laughs> crowd noise like thing that's happening, where like. The, just the, the loudest voices in the room get all of the, the fanfare like he I yeah. guess that's that is the anti Bukowski isn't anti it but like he, the thing is like with his poetry right his poetry is, is can be cynical and it can be raw and it can be sometimes depressing but there are glimmers of hope mm. and glimmers of beauty in his poetry and I think because he it's like, it's like a, a glimmer of hope in a sea of kind of despair I suppose that's what he is isn't it he it makes the hope more powerful as opposed to like everything's amazing everything's wonderful and you can achieve your dreams he's like no life is shit and life is hard Mm. but there are things in life worth fighting for this poem that that kind of it's one of my all-time favorites and it's probably one of his most famous poems it's called go all the way Mm. and uh, i'd love to read it to you please do man yourself and to our listeners um if you're going to try go all the way otherwise Don't even start. This could mean losing girlfriends, wives, relatives, and maybe even your mind. It could mean not eating for three or four days. It could mean freezing on a park bench. It could mean jail. It could mean derision. It could mean mockery, isolation. Isolation is the gift. All the others are a test of your endurance, of how much you really want to do it. And you'll do it. Despite rejection and the worst odds. 
and it'll be better than anything else you can imagine. If you're going to try, go all the way. There is no other feeling like that. You will be alone with the gods, and the nights will flame with fire. You will ride life straight to perfect laughter. It's the only good fight there is. Somewhere to kick things off. Bloody hell. What, um, Leon, just remind me that, what the poem was called again? Go All the Way, Go all the way. by Charles Bukowski. Beautiful, Leon. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> switching gears a little bit. So I I want to talk about Maya Angelou. I think when you were a young man, the voice of a, a soulful, insightful woman mm. can change your perspective on life and change the course of your life as well. And I feel like... The, the voices that we open ourselves up to are, are key into like our perspective. And Maya Angelou hit me when I was maybe 23, 24. She died in 2015, so like I'm 35. So yeah, about 23, 24. And I just found her just the most soulful person I've ever heard in my life. She was doing these like podcasts with Oprah Winfrey, oh, wow. Super Soul Sunday, they were called. I think they're still going, actually. And she would have her on, and I just couldn't stop. Like I was just, just completely in the gaze. And like she's, her, her work goes from like fun, and and we're going to read a, a fun one now. But it also picks around, you know, racism in in America and the liberation of slaves. So like, there's a lot to what she has to say. But um, I just find her, just an, an incredible voice, really. Mm. Do you know much about her? I actually would be unfamiliar with her. So, no. so yeah. this is this is a new. This is uh, for anybody who doesn't who isn't familiar with with uh, Maya Angelou. This is also a, a new yeah, experience man. for me, which is great. That's what I love about you know. You, I'm always open to keep an open kind of mind to anyone that I haven't been exposed to before. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, enjoy, I'm, I'm looking she's, forward to this. She's brilliant. Um, she wrote a poem, and I, and I guess like I love poetry that uh, explains things that aren't usually in poetry. So mm. she talks about like her charisma and the way that like people aren't sure why she's such like a a, a firehouse of a woman. Do you know what I mean? So oh, like yeah. I always wonder that as well. Like why is it that like some people just have that bit of magic and that spark, whether it's like the way they look or the way they speak or the way they kind of talk. I feel like natural charisma is really tough to pin down. You can't fake charisma. No. You know, I don't even know what it is. It's. <laughs> I think it's. I think like charisma. To, well, to me, it's like an authenticity of just people can smell bullshit, and if you're oh, yeah. if you're playing a triad bullshit, yeah, you know, like, do you ever read? Uh, do you ever read that book, The Game? I think yeah, every every teenage every teenage lad God. reads The Game, and it's like confessions of a pick, professional pickup artist. How can you be? Every professional pickup artist beyond me, like you know, but these techniques and tricks that you know to become more charismatic, or charismatic and stuff. Like Looking that. back at and like where where we are now, like I think every, I don't know about every, but it's became such a gold standard of what you should be up to as a kid, like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. That's I think everybody wanted to be hitch or yeah, whatever. It's so pathetic. It's bullshit. It's, so it's absolute bullshit. Absolute bullshit. I think, I think people that are like charismatic have that natural charisma. They they 
people just gravitate to them because they're being and not to steal the words from the influencers but they're authentic selves they are being authentic they are being there's nothing there's no mask there there's nothing to hide behind they're just being themselves whether it's through their their choice of clothing or through their poetry through their art through their you know the way they are so what's this poem we're going to read from me now well we're going to we're going to read the poem phenomenal woman um which is taken from the uh the collection the complete poetry by Maya Angelou published in 2015 by Random House um we'll do it phenomenal woman pretty women wonder where my secret lies I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size but when I start to tell them they think I'm telling lies I say it's in the reach of my arms the span of my hips the stride of my step the curl of my lips I'm a woman phenomenally phenomenal woman that's me I walk into a room just as cool as you please and to a man the fellows stand or fall down on their knees then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes, the flash in my teeth, the swing in my waist and the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back. The sun of my smile, the ride of my breast, the grace of my style. I'm a woman. Phenomenally. Phenomenal woman. That's me. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care because I'm a woman phenomenally phenomenal woman that's me oh that's, yeah we can all be phenomenal women we can all be phenomenal women i fucking love that woman you're a phenomenal woman you are right? <laughs> it's Listen, fucking so we can't good. just be fucking listening to blokes we have to open our our, our ears and minds and I, I love that woman i think she's fucking brilliant so, you, you can almost think feel the sassiness that like kind of yeah emulates from that part just like it's like, a, it's like an energy that just comes out of that poem and you're just like oh man and you should well again we'll share it on on the on, on instagram the youtube recording of her doing that in a in a performance in 1995 but yeah she's just she's just eh. yeah she's it yeah and it reminds <laughs> you of so many women out there that you know that you're just like you know plenty of strong women out there and mm. strong people but like that kind of they take no bullshit no bullshit they take no bullshit so yeah, yeah. <laughs> very cool so we've covered some amazing poets um, that have shined very very bright during their time but sadly they're they're no longer with us anymore no. so you have to you know they, 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 they came and they went and they left their mark and the good thing about poetry and the good thing about art is that there are plenty of poets and artists that are still with us. The show goes on. The yeah, s- I'm the, like fuck. The, the circus tent is always full, baby. Yeah. You know, so there's a there's a poem I want to share with you by a, a wonderful Irish poet. His name is Sean Watmore. Yes, and I think we both we both been familiar with his work. Yeah, and I think it's like 
a good example of how social media like i know because you wouldn't like it too much but it is if used in the right way you can find like real just brilliant artists on there who are sharing and sean i mean whenever he, he puts a poem out there whether it's a video or, or a post the short poems are really like um that he posts up his post but the videos as well he's got that real um sultry tone to his voice as well so he's he's a brilliant he's a brilliant bloke so the poem that I love to share with you, it's very, very short, mm. but also very um, powerful. Look forward to it, man. And this is a poem that he put up only at the, the start of this month that I've that I've that I came across. So he might have published it before, but this is the first time I've saw it. It was published on the sixth of February that I saw. So yeah. um it's called Parachutes. Parachutes. Parachutes from fingertips, strung with cords of coloured wool. The hands that ever ease my falling threads I forever pull. Wow. Short and sweet, but beautiful, isn't it that? It's so it's 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 four lines long and like yeah. it just it it brings out an emotion, you know, and, and yeah. imagery and stuff like that that you can really stays with you as well, things like that, I think. Yeah, and like it, it rhymes but like it's not it's almost effortless that it yeah. rhymes. You know, it's like oh it just happens to rhyme. It's not it's not like stringently kind of structured in that sense that it has to have a rhyming scheme whatever it is but it's just like I don't know it's just it's just really stuck out with me you know yeah, the, the, absolutely. the simplicity of it just kind of is brilliant yeah no I agree I agree I'll um I'll share one of mine oh, um, please do yeah yeah so Mumbles Poet is his name on Instagram that's M-U-M-B-L-E-S Poet I came across his work maybe a year and a half ago I think he has a radio show in the UK as an English poet um, just really snappy turn of phrase really funny words um, talks about just what you're up to as a 30 year old man basically and and kind of st- ties in those stories in rhyming couplets and it's just it's just brilliant this one here I'll share with you um, I just loved it. I was like, it was published in August 2023, so it was a while ago. I just remembered it, knowing that we were going to come on the show and uh, and share poems that we love. Um, this one's called "She's My Girl." She's my life. She's my girl. Future wife, forever world. I don't care how you have your hair straight, bund, bobbed, or curled. You keep things going. Nothing's ever boring. I'll stay awake so you don't hear my snoring. I'm the striker, and with you I'm scoring. When you put me to task and ask, would you love me if I was a snail? Without fail or detail, I'm fucking ignoring. She's always right, but I knew that all along. We agree on everything. Once we've agreed, I'm wrong. She's my girl. She's my best mate. Things are mint. They're fucking great. Pick a time and place and call it a date. Aim for seven. She'll be ready after eight. We'll miss the train at this fucking rate, but we'll still arrive fashionably late. She's the clam, and I want that pearl. I'm a man, and she's my girl. Isn't that, isn't oh, that just brilliant? Man. That'll put a smile on your face. That's brilliant. Brilliant. I just, you know, I just love that. Well, I love how dynamic like that. You know, poetry can be about the ordinary things. It can be about the eternal wait for your partner to get dressed. It can be about yeah, those. That's two blokes on the podcast talking about the missus <laughs> getting ready. We're not doing it. We need two female poets. <laughs> they will. Yeah, we will. To, to to talk about how terrible we. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we're there gonna are count so many things that I do that annoy my partner. <laughs> oh, it's endless. That's the only one we have. We can't think of anything else, you know. There's nothing else. No. Well, what the, a brilliant piece of work that it, is. It kind of a, has a bit of a, a John Cooper Clark kind yeah. of vibe to it. Yeah, but I think with that, and I love John Cooper Clark, and I think there are so, it's so good that I'm not sure if if Mumble's poet is influenced by him. I'm sure, he might be, mm. but just having that like a confidence to go right. You know what? I don't want to write about war. Yeah. I don't want to write about anything other than what is going on today and the crack I'm having mm. and embrace it. And if in a fun, light way, I love that about poetry. Yeah. You know, I love it. Like my, a dear friend of mine used to come to a lot of uh, poetry gigs and was hooked and was going to quite a few. And he turns me one day and was like. I love these. I love these nights. I've never seen anything like this before. But I have to ask you a question. I was like, what is it? He's like, why are, so depressing. Why, no, why are you all so angry? <laughs> angry. <laughs> why are you all like, so angry? Depressing is what I get. Depressing and like. angry. But I was like, I suppose like if you're writing, you know, a lot of people, anger and, 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 and you know, sadness or whatever it is, it, it's very easy to tap into and to evoke a visceral response from an audience. So. For sure, man. But when you have somebody that gets up there and like, they have a, a lighthearted poem, they've got something and they fucking kill and you're like, yeah, you know, you don't need it's to so be different in it. You don't need to be, yeah. But it is though, and that's so what, different. When you when you're on when you're on a poetry show and you've got a couple of people on, kind of on their you know heavy intense poems, and then you have one that kind of is lighter kind of topics or whatever it is, they just shine because it's like ah, it's like a, a palate cleanser. It's like a breath of fresh air, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. not saying that all poetry is depressing and, and angry. <laughs> it's obviously not. It's not. It we definitely wouldn't spend isn't. this amount of time being excited about something that would bump us out every yeah. day. We'd just be <laughs> weeping and drinking wine in the bath every day, otherwise. <laughs> That doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> I'm not going to knock bats now. Bats are, you know, they're good. Yes, I agree. Leon, are you ready to to fix the problem? I'm always here to help. Yeah, same. Well, listen, we got a we got a message. Well, this person will rela- remain anonymous. Um, I wonder why. And I, when I got it, I was like, "This is a piss take." But then, that, you know, there's a lot to it. Um, the message was, "My dick saw, mate. I didn't ask for this. It was just fate." Poem in itself. I need a poem for a comfortable piss. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at that again. My dick saw, mate. I didn't ask for this. It was just fate. I need a poem for a comfortable piss. Right. Okay. What are you getting from that? I'm getting that something's burning. Yeah, something's, something's burning like the you know the, the nights would be filled with fire kind of. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's. Do you feel? I think there's a bit of despair in this mm. message uncomfortableness there's uncomfortableness but there's also like feeling wronged feeling wronged feeling wronged this isn't what I deserve I don't deserve to be feeling this way well unless you know he needs to read more Bukowski I think and you know life is shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes sometimes your dick is sore (laughs) sometimes your piss burns (laughs) I, I, I read this and went you know what this man needs some resilience he's in despair oh yeah oh, tell he, me more. he needs some kind more. of inner strength um, which led me to uh, the writer John Greenleaf Whittier ooh what a name who was a um, he was born in, in the early 1800s hmm. he was um, a, a published poet um, but a big voice in the removal of, of slavery oh wow yeah and he um, he was when you read his work, it's like it's it's way ahead of its time. Like the language that he uses. If you ever read like anything from Ireland or the UK around that time, yeah. it is not the same as it is today. The language, but I think American writers from that time, and they sound like they could be writing today. 
So this poem that I found to help our person in extreme agony is a poem called Don't Quit. Which kind of brings it full circle to to what Charles Bukowski was talking about earlier on. So this is... uh, this is for our man uh, who has a sore willy. Whoever you uh, may be. Whoever you may be. Uh, it's called Don't Quit by John Greenleaf Whittier. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is strange with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a failure comes about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up though, the pace seems slow, you may succeed with another blow. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you can never tell just how close you are, it may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your hardest hit. It's when things seem worse that you must not quit. That's lovely. Isn't it? John That's... Greenleaf Whittier. Written in like 1870. That's, it, that, that travels through time. Doesn't it? It's, it's timeless. American writers that the word just does. You know, the Walt Whitman stuff. It just, it just feels like it could be written today. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. And you can just pick it up now and just it applies to... Yeah, and he's a, he was a Quaker. If you really? Look, like something like that, you think, what? He took, no, he was a Quaker. He looks like one as well. Big really? Ruffles and the, the air. Is it like a portrait stuff. or like a photograph? Or? There's, a, there's a portrait. It's a black and white mm. portrait of what you can read. Yeah. yeah. i have to check that out. Don't quit, uh, listener, is basically the message. Wherever you are. But Leo, you've, you've written something original. I have You've been listened. inspired. I have listened. I have, I have looked into the wells <laughs> of despair. And I have... You've, you've gone into the balls. <laughs> <laughs> of tragedy. <laughs> And I've climbed, spurt it out. I've climbed the shaft of hope, <laughs> and I have come out victorious with a poem in my hand mm. that uh, is to help our poor listener, wherever they may be. Mm. So this poem um, is more about the, the dilemma that this person is in, in and overcoming that dilemma mm. and seeking relief. So this is uh, called the clinic. The clinic. Mm. Brilliant. So I'll begin. I sit in the clinic, waiting for an appointment, dreaming of creams, salves, oils, or anointment. See, I have a little issue that I like to keep low-key, should have used the tissue, but instead I went out on a spree. And now I have a bit of trouble with the old bratwurst and beans. So I hide in the guide clinic and pray for relief, because that pharmacy stuff, well, it just gave me more grief. So I wait for a ticket, and then I can be on my way. And into uncharted territory never again I shall stray. Oh no. no. I'll be like a monk from now on. The epitome of pure. Once this sweet nurse provides you with the necessary cure. I'll never be a baddie. Forever only a goodie. And if temptation ever presents itself, I'll ensure to bring my new latex hoodie. <laughs> yes! Yes. Oh. Stay safe. Stay in safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. Wrap up. Wear some layers. <laughs> and what better way to wrap up than, than, than leaving the episode on that wonderful note? Um, 
please feel free to contact us if you've got something different that you want us to help you with. Um, you can find us on Instagram. The Instagram account is the Poetry's Dead Podcast. Uh, email address as well for anyone who wants to send something in. Poems, if you are a writer, if you're not, and you just wanted to kind of test the waters, we could be your first place that your mm. poem could be read out. So you can email us. It's uh, the Poetry's Dead Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Leon, thank you so much for your company. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. Yeah. And we'll be back next time. Um, so yeah, like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. We'll see y'all again soon. See you later. Ciao, ciao.